Spade Podcast. Oh, yeah, baby. Energy. Catch you up on everything Nick's in a blunt's worth of time with zesty takes from three Nick's addicts. Dougie Fresh, how high are you right now, like emotionally? I've got a podcast exclusive for you. MVP, 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 Julius Randall. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, totally. D-Boy, your response? We all know who the true baller is in the Randall family. It's Kaiden. I saw him in person today. That little kid is a bruiser. Watch out. Draft class 2039. Always looking forward, never looking back. Keeping the sadness fresh. That's me, Bonte. Final score, NYC 131, DMV 113. Walt Suit was an early Easter present. The Wizard laid a fat egg in MSG tonight, and the Knicks feasted. We're going to get into Quick Hits. Quick Hits. Blowout win in front of a Denny-obsessed crowd. Let's give out some flowers. The Austin Rivers, who's your daddy, most valuable player, goes to Kaiden's father and also a 43% three-point shooter, Julius Randle, on his 37-point night. The Like Lazarus, He Is Risen Award, goes to the sensation from Shalmatian Nation, Mitchell Robinson. He returned to form in his second game from injury to the tune of 16 points, 12 boards, and three blocks. Big Mitch! The Hot Sauce and One Drop of the Night goes to Neophyte, Emmanuel Quickly, who stepped back three left, Raul Neto stumbling and bumbling. The Amari Stoudemire Kosher Wine Bath Award goes to Denny Abdija for his 14 crowd-pleasing points, adding Harissa to his falafel with two resounding slams. And the sad stat of the game? For the fourth consecutive contest, Julius MVP Randall tried to fight an opposing player or go after a referee. This day in Sad Nick's history, March 23rd, 2018, Minnesota 108, New York 104. The Timberwolves clinched a winning record for the first time since 2005, on the way to ending the longest playoff drought in NBA history. Tim Hardaway Jr., miscast as a lead scorer, played his part to the tune of 39 points, and Troy Williams had his one shining scrub moment that titillates the garden crowd, especially on nights that don't end up in the win column. Step back, three-pointer, got it! And the fans love it. No, it's too easy. <laughs> Euro step, right-handed, shot's good, and a foul! The strength of R.J. Barrett. We are so blessed to have a legend like Walt Frazier in the booth and with his number retired in the rafters. Sadly, the Knicks have been trying to find a franchise player at the point since the greatest Nick of all time was traded to the Cavs in 1977. The last lottery pick spent on a point guard, the French Prince in 2017. Before that, it was Greg Anthony in 1991. 
The greatest to spearhead our team since Mark Jackson's brief tenure in the late 80s is a toss-up between guys like Heisman winner Charlie Ward, a 40-year-old Jason Kidd, a fading Starbury, or a few weeks of Jeremy Lin. It's a question that still plagues the team and drives trade rumors for guys like Lonzo Ball and Malcolm Brogdon. Will we ever get it right? And can we ever win a ring without our next Clyde? Well, do we need a star point guard to succeed? I don't think so because of RJ Barrett. He is best with the ball in his hands. He's a great distributor. He does best with driving. If you had a traditional point guard, I don't know if you get the same results. RJ is beginning to scratch the surface of what he can do as a playmaker. With his five assists in the first quarter tonight, you saw what he can do with the gravity he's starting to draw in the paint when he's getting in there. But he still has a ways to go in his development in that part of his game. So we need a subsistence level point guard. The bar right now is Alfred Payton, whose skill is being able to maintain his dribble. So there's clearly a gap couple of years here that are in between RJ becoming the fully formed product that we all think he can be. The facilitating skills are there. And it's clear that guys like Emmanuel Quickly and Frank are better off ball. So the question becomes, what are the methods we have to get this intermediary piece? Right now, I'm very curious. I'm very antsy to see what the cost of Lonzo Ball would really be. And here's why. He's 23 years old. He's on the same trajectory timeline-wise as some of our key pieces. Hedging your bets and retaining a piece like Lonzo Ball, who's dependable and can only really go up from here at a, a price tag of around $20 million a year, it may not be the worst thing to try to get his bird rights right now. The price tag is the big one with Lonzo because it's inextricably tied to Julius Randle and an extension. Randle is going to demand... 30 million on the open market and Lonzo is another 20. So that's 50 mil right there for years to come with a big contract for Mitch coming up and another big one for RJ behind that. So as the Knicks stack themselves, signing a guy like Lonzo actually might take them out of the running for a true superstar. Well, that makes some of our first round draft assets a lot more movable. If you have guys like Julius Randle and Lonzo Ball lined up for your future, why not cash in a couple of these first rounders to get an extra piece? Are we really sold on a Julius Randle, Lonzo Ball salvation here? But what we've seen is that if you can solidify the point guard position in this in this current NBA with a player like Brogdon or a player like Lonzo Ball, and you can make the actual massive leap in the front court or at the wing, alongside a developing, flowering R.J. Barrett. You have Dennis Schroeder playing next to LeBron James, and when that team is fully healthy, that's a deadly combination, and, and Schroeder can exploit his other skills other than playmaking and organizing. That's the gamble, right? The gamble is R.J. Barrett's development. If R.J. can become a true superstar in this league, that team in five years could be a title contender. If you do not believe that RJ's ceiling is at the level where he can climb to the very best in the NBA, we still need to be in asset acquisition mode. My faith in RJ is so strong from what I've seen so far that my price tag that I'm putting on Alonzo Ball deal might include Mitchell Robinson. That's absolutely insane. 
Mitchell Robinson is not some flash in the pan you get another guy who can block some shots. Mitchell Robinson is getting better every single year and turning into a defensive player of the year. So don't sell him short. There's a reason we didn't trade up and get LaMelo because people in this organization, hopefully I need this to be true, believe in Mitchell Robinson and believe that having the best defensive player on the floor in the same five years that we're talking about is worth the investment. Roll that, light that, smoke that. It's time for talk. Yeah, I laughed at Julius Randle's all-star candidacy. Mocked it. LOL, Knicks. But if you love a team, you tend to be hyperbolic and overcritical. Hell, flat out crazed. Wrong? Yeah, wrong. I'm wrong all the time, and I'm ready to admit it. This is not the first time I've been wrong about a Nick. I thought with the right sativa and cardio regimen, Billy Walker could have been a serious ball player. And this will not be the last time I'm wrong. There's a 2024 first rounder I'll probably be too hyped about, like I was hyped about Frank. Is Julius Randle legit? Is every fan's complaint from last year invalid? Do we need to just eat our crow now? Or is he a Westbrookian stat stuffer? Is that a bad thing? Is the roof the ceiling with him? Or will the other shoe drop? Who knows? Hit the blunt and enjoy the game, though. We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait. And always remember, Kevin Knox had 11 20-plus point outings his rookie season. He hasn't scored 20 in a game since.